I'm Graham. I'm Hannah, and this is the Dear Student Podcast, where I rant to my dad about the problems students have. Where I listen, share my thoughts, and just try to keep up. Welcome to another episode of Dear Student. We are so glad you've tuned in. Today, Hannah, do you have any recs for me? You sound like a radio star right now. Well. Um, yes, I have a rec. My rec is the song Best Friends by Hillsong Young and Free. What do you like about it? And it just came out, I, don't, I think it was, came out pretty recently. It's basically like, the I don't know, the chorus you have to listen to it and like really pay attention to the words because it starts off by saying it's like I don't want to be on my phone but I can't be alone and it's like welcome to the modern world and then it goes on and on it talks about like I don't know the stuff that Is my it about generation the phone being their best friend or wanting no. a real no, best no. friend and then it goes all of my best friends are sick of pretending we want the truth or something like that Mm, I will check this out. Thank you so yeah, much. Really I really good. like it. And it kind of has a bop feel. So it's very, mm. I don't know. I like listening to it. When I was, when I write like all my essays for school, I just blast boppity music or instrumental piano music. So yeah. I have a rec for you. Song. I will check that one out. I have a rec for you. It's also musical. So as you know, although I don't personally have a lot of rhythm, I appreciate spoken word and rhythm. And there is. I didn't a, know that. A spoken word artist who I listen to, uh, do it's called Unchained by Hosanna Wong, female spoken word. It is amazing. It's called Unchained, and I that's my rec for you. Check it out. The words Unchained. and the Wait, whole. Can you say that again? Say that again. So her name is Hosanna Wong, mm-hmm. and she lives in San Diego, I believe. And she has some other spoken word. She has a whole album on Spotify. Is this one you showed me? Yes. But I really liked it. And she has a whole bunch of other ones. And Unchained is the one that's, I think, her most, you know, well-known, popular popular one. And it's a story about, it's a story. It's like talking about how we can feel chained down and how we can break free. It's powerful. I really liked it. That's cool. Check it out. That's my rec for you. And the listeners. And the listeners. If you're listening this far, check it out. Hosanna Wong. So today I thought, as we were coming over here, we were talking about something that's really in media today, which is the concept of deconstruction. And and reconstruction that goes with it. The whole idea that someone may have a faith experience, a house that's built on something, and then they take it apart, or they rebuild what has been taken apart. And in the media today, there's all kinds of famous examples of that. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So I think we were talking a lot about, um, so like Kanye West, who's recently um, started to like embrace this faith that he, I don't know, that he's embracing a lot, like his faith a lot more and exploring it. And then there's Justin Bieber, who's kind of, call, who has called himself like a Christian now and who's like, has reconstructed that idea to himself. And then... We just had a very Canadian moment. The Canadian geese came and, I don't know what you call it, barked? They don't right bark. near our window here Daddy, so we just took a pause Daddy, they don't what, bark. what does a canadian go, geese oh, oh. yeah what was that it's that like was, they make um, a horn-like sound oh we'll just quacking wait. into they, the <laughs> 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 i like my dog so i was thinking of do- barks yeah I, th- I think you've established that you like your dog i do um i was saying something though so carry on so, yeah so there's kanye west very famously justin there's bieber. justin bieber 
And then um, lots more, not, I don't know, more famously, but like in other fameness, that's not a word. Um, Rhett and Link also, who have a podcast called Ear Biscuits that I listen to, they've been talking a lot about their experience with crew and Christianity and they're just deconstructing their faith experience. And then they have said now that they would identify as agnostics. And so it's interesting to see all the parallels um, with people who are deconstructing and people who are reconstructing their faith and how that plays out. Because I think people, once they hit like a certain age or a certain time period, I mean, Justin Bieber's a lot younger than like Kanye West and Rhett and Link, but it's like they hit a time where they start to think a lot more about oh, so where am I in this whole faith thing? And what does that mean to me? And we're always constantly exploring that, but then you hit a point where you kind of have to decide, like, am I in this or not? And so Rhett and Link have decided, I don't know if they said it, like, not, but they're just, like, deconstructing. Okay, this isn't for me right now. And Kanye West and Justin Bieber have, like, embraced their faith. Yeah, and they're living it out loud on social media and in the media. Mm-hmm. For me, as a person that's not a heavy social media person, I did observe that Justin Bieber has 129 million Instagram followers, and he's that's just a lot of people. I like how you knew that number. I looked it up. I found <laughs> it. I find it interesting. <laughs> okay. I mean, Justin Bieber is from a small town in Ontario, near yeah. where we live, and it's just fascinating that a small town Canadian person would have basically the biggest social media following in the world, and to think that. Um, I often think about Billy Graham as a very famous uh, Christian person who spoke in front of more people than anybody else in human history. He spoke in front of like 200 million people. And to think that Justin Bieber can just take a selfie, hit send, and uh, 129 million people just on Instagram alone will see it. Yeah. And his thoughts. And he's been ver- he's been talking about his faith experience and journey, his reconstruction. Yeah. And so it, it's interesting because people often think that in today's world, people will be more private about their faith. And so both in Rhett and Link's case or Justin Bieber or Kanye West, they're living out their journey very publicly and very mm-hmm. instantly. And very it's like in real time, their feelings and expressions of where they're at in their faith and their questions and their their thoughts or their both positively and negatively, they just share them. Mm-hmm. Like I listen to the Ear Biscuits uh, podcast and just to think that like Rhett and Link who are a comedy duo and some of the most famous YouTubers, they're talking for like well over an hour repeatedly Mm -hmm. just about what they think about where they're at with God. It's interesting. I think the other thing you should remember is, well, I should just point out, is there's a lot of other people too who have also been deconstructing and reconstructing like just people in like real life and people who are also like on the media like those are just the top three people that like come to mind right away but there's like a whack ton of like other people who are constantly like exploring um their faith and exploring like what does it mean to follow jesus and like what does that look like and do i want that so let's talk about that because i think you know marketing often assumes that you get a celebrity endorsement and says, you know, you know, I use this toothbrush or I use this toothpaste, you should too. And they make you want to buy that thing. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes Christianity has sort of endorsed itself by saying, look, that famous quarterback or that famous person, 
they believe in Jesus, you should too. Mm-hmm. So nowadays what's happening in my mind from the media point of view is you have famous examples of people who are embracing Christianity and famous examples of people who are once were embracing, who are now saying, actually, I don't do that anymore. I've deconstructed. I don't, that's not for me anymore. Mm-hmm. And so how does that land on you as a teenager when you well, watch famous people on both sides of it sort of saying, well, here's a whole new album about Jesus that you should listen to that expresses my faith of where I'm at. And here's a whole you know series of podcasts that say, here's what I used to believe and here's why I don't anymore. Mm-hmm. How does that land on you? Um, I think it's intriguing to me because as a young person, like I'm constantly like evaluating my faith or like asking myself, what does, what does it mean to follow Jesus and what does faith look like? And like, am I in this thing or like just those kinds of questions. And so when you see people who are exploring that from a media presence, it intrigues me because I'm like, I'm just like thinking about these things like in my brain and these people are just verbally processing it onto the internet for like thousands of people to listen to. And so it just intrigues me. I'm like, I I don't know what I think about it, but I just find it interesting. Like it just, it kind of makes me curious. There's a lot of intrigue to it. Yeah. Yeah. What did you find interesting about Rhett and Link's story? Whoa. Um, we, these are completely unprompted, yeah. unprepared questions. Yeah. So I just so blew I th- Hannah's mind, yeah, I think. I think by my mind is being blown. Asking her directly what she thought. Um, I have to think about that. I think, I just, I think I found it interesting just to hear their perspectives because I think every human being has a unique perspective on the world with like, based off of their story and where you grew up and how your parents raised you and how your parents were, how you dealt with stuff, how you like, how connected faith was into your family life and like things like, I don't know, mental health and shame and those things. And so I think everybody has a unique perspective on life and it was just interesting to like hear their perspective. And I thought that it just offered me a glimpse. This is why I listen to podcasts and stuff, because it if it offers me a glimpse into someone else's perspective and someone else's like shoes, I guess. Yeah, I appreciated listening in particular to Link for myself to answer the question for myself, because he shared like what it's like, what it was like for him to grow up as him, and mm-hmm. he grew up in a mindset that I it's harder for me to understand because I I've never grown up where he did in the Bible Belt. Yeah experiencing high religious experience all the time and Mm -hmm. feeling a lot of pressure. And so I thought that was intense how it landed on him and made him feel a lot of Mm self-hatred and how he shared about that. I felt a lot of empathy for him. Yeah. And I think I appreciate that he's, he's trying to figure himself out and seek inner healing, I think. And then there's faith component all tied up into that, into like, understanding himself and sharing that but i appreciate that he was honest and he's trying to understand himself and what makes him self work but it's it is also from a faith point of view um a a deconstruction that he's describing a deconstruction of what he built his life on that he's now saying i'm just taking that apart and i took it apart slowly over a number of years yeah how does that land on you when to hear um a person in the media like that share about how they've slowly taken apart the key components of their faith 
such that they feel like actually I don't have one anymore. I don't really believe this anymore. It's now mm-hmm. fully deconstructed. How do, how does that land on you as a teenager kind of within the faith community for yourself? How would that land on you? Um, I think it says a lot like Red and Link are also older than me. So they're your age. So they would be, they wouldn't, I wouldn't see them as peers. I would see them more as like, oh, what's the word? Older people. Not older people, but like people who have like, they have life experience and they've been through stuff that I haven't. Um, I thought it was interesting hearing Link's story because Link has shared he's a one. Enneagram one. Enneagram one, I should say that. Um, And I like would identify myself as an Enneagram one. And so hearing the way, I thought it was very interesting the way that um, faith for him and family were so closely tied together. Hmm. And I found that, I just found that interesting. I think when I hear other people's stories and I hear people deconstructing, um, I just like to approach it with curiosity, like, and empathy and not like, I don't know, some people might be like judgy, be like, oh, that's so sad. I'm so sorry for you. But I'm just like, oh, so how did this happen? Or what made you feel this way? Or just be like, that stinks. And so when I'm like listening to these like, I don't know, podcasts about their stories and like where they've been um, with God and just like growing up in the Bible Belt for them, I was like, oh, I like, I just like, you just kind of ask yourself questions. Yeah, I found it actually the last episode that they dropped where they were talking about answering questions that people asked in response to their questions mm-hmm. or in response to their stories. I really appreciate it. It was very honest. And of course, their most famous song is My OCD, uh, where Link affirms being obsessive compulsive disorder as a good thing in this song. It's very funny. And you, I, sometimes I can identify with it a little bit. And in the episode this past Monday that I listened to, they talked about religious OCD and all the pressure as a perfectionist to kind of get everything right mm-hmm. and how much that led them to let him to sort of self-hatred and feeling like I can't do this. It's too hard. Mm-hmm. And I think it just made me listen to him as a person and just feel like, wow, there's like a human being there that's sorting out his faith journey while feeling all this pressure to be perfect. And it's hard on him and it's been hard on him. And he's now kind of landed in a different spot than he used to with Mm -hmm. it. And I think a lot of Christians can identify with that. I just like the uh, question popped up in my head. Like, I think maybe the way um, faith for him looked like going to church every Sunday and being a good kid for his parents, like being good and like doing like certain specific things, like being a part of like a Christian organization, like that's to him, that's what defined him being a Christian. And the minute he started grappling with questions and stuff, he's like, oh, I must not be a Christian anymore. And I think it kind of makes me wonder like, how do we define Christianity or what does that, what does that mean? Or following Jesus or being a Christian, like what does that mean? Yeah. The role of doubt, I think is, it really comes out of their story. Mm-hmm. When you listen to their podcast, how do you have space for doubt? I wonder how, how would you answer that question? How do you have 
Is there space for doubt as a Christian? How would you answer that? Well, uh, well, I'll like I've struggled with doubt before, and I think doubt isn't a bad thing. I was reading somewhere is like, uh, I don't know, this one person I get an email list from her and I like follow her on Instagram and she said like yeah maybe doubt is something like God God gave me and I don't know I don't know exactly what I think about it and I think it's okay to not know because I think we can't know everything we're just like humans so we don't need to know every single thing but I think it's okay. It's just the idea of being okay with not knowing and being okay with, I don't know the answers and it's okay to ask those questions. Yeah, I definitely would think that my experience of the Christian faith is that it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to express not knowing. In fact, I think reading the Bible is full of people that are just full of questions and misunderstandings about God or Jesus and then how they're dealt with often compassionately and i think in today's world maybe it's because the information age or different things sometimes we can feel like we need to know all the answers or we can just google it quickly and figure out the answer but some of these things you have to lean into and it takes time to sort out and so i think there's there is space to to take your time with questions and to search them out Mm. i think just knowing it's okay to ask questions and it's okay to be like I'm wondering if God is real and it's okay to ask that. And I think there can be a stigma if we let the stigma in to like, like if we're saying, oh yeah, you can't ask those kinds of questions. That's a stigma. But I think the minute you say it's okay to ask those questions, the stigma starts to break a little bit. One of the things in their podcast that I've also found interesting is they talk a little bit, they call it sort of like they found, they used to follow the the smart guy who knew all the answers mm-hmm. and then they started to when that when some of their questions they felt like they weren't fully answered they felt like well the smart guy who knew all the answers isn't around and i think i think there's a, a question of authority or like how do you know what you know like who are you going to trust Is, are you going to trust another person to provide you the answer to your question I think other people can inform and people who are more expert in different questions can inform you, but ultimately you have to figure out the questions of your heart and your mind. You need to take time to figure them out for yourself and sort through them and not just quote unquote blindly trust another person with their answer. You need to like weigh it out. And I think that their story, they talk a lot about that. And in particular, Rhett talks a lot about that. He felt like there was overly reduced answers to questions. And like that, oversimplified? That oversimplified. That then he felt different things as a result. And I, I can resonate with um, where he was coming from. I can feel like, yeah, you know, that must have been hard on him to feel like he was missed in his questions and that there was just too simple of a que- answer to some of his questions. It's like there's no room for like questions or no room to be like, okay, why? Why do we believe this? Um, I was thinking a lot about how... Um, Sometimes it's like there wasn't room to be uncertain for them. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't room to be like, I don't know. And they the answer, I don't know, wasn't satisfying. And so they've come reached a place where it's like, 
I don't know. I think it's okay to be uncertain about things and it's okay to be like, I don't know. Yeah. And take time to like think about those things yourself. Like, cause it takes time and time is okay. It takes, it's okay to take time. And, and there's a certain mystery to faith in any component. Like there are elements that you can know. And then there's an element that's just like, this is beyond us to understand God is a, is a big concept. It's a big, a big undertaking. Obviously God's far beyond us. And so there needs to be some space for mystery. Yeah. Um, what about on the other side of it, when you hear of someone like Justin Bieber, you know, the most influential person on the internet, apparently from a small town in Canada, and he's reconstructing his faith. So he grew up in a religious home and then he stopped being religious or stopped having a faith. And then he now is, um, you know, famously got baptized in a NBA basketball player's bathtub and Hillsong, um, did not you know, know any a, of this. The pastor there, he lived with the pastor of, at Hillsong and um, the other pastor named Judah. You were saying? You're Judah saying Smith. something? So like these, these, the other thing is like there's a lot of famous Christian pastors who are like hanging out with Justin Bieber and like sort of taking him in to their home. So he's like rebuilt his he's faith. He's rebuilt his faith. And it's very public. And He's a lot younger than me, so I didn't grow up on his music. I'm not too familiar with his music other than apparently he's very famous on the internet. I, don't <laughs> I think we get the gist. <laughs> but when that, when that, when you hear that, like, does it make you suspicious or what does it make you feel? Like for me, it's like, wow, now you're talking about religion on your Instagram feed to 129 million people. What's going on here? I think it's really, um, it, it kind of sparks something in me because I think the idea of making your faith your own and differentiating it from your parents or how you grew up, it's important, I think. And just the idea of being able to like, because the fact that he grew up in a Christian home and he kind of like, I don't know his whole story, but he like kind of fell away from it. And now he's like full out like a Christian. I think the idea that he needed time to step away from that for a minute and kind of evaluate where he was. And that time, even like, I think it was like God put that there. Mm -hmm. Like God decided he needs to just fall away for a little bit and decide on his own. So he comes to the conclusion on his own without someone else telling him. So just like how you're saying, you can't like blindly trust. Um, like as a child, that's what you need. But as um like an older like as a person who's like maturing and growing like as a teenager or like a young adult you need to come to that conclusion yourself and so the fact that he did fall away and then he decided to like explore that on his own that says a lot about like where god was in that and how like he needed that yeah what aspects do you think are important to establish to build a strong foundation in faith so that the sort of deconstruction, reconstruction kind of cycle, or do you think it's necessary to go through a deconstruction, reconstruction cycle? Like what kind of aspects would you say are kind of important as you look forward in your life into the future from your perspective? Um, what do you mean by that? Do you mean like asking yourself like questions? I mean, just like, so in the media now there's famous deconstruction, reconstruction stories going on. Let's, let's start with the question. 
do you think it's necessary for people that come from a faith background to go through some form of deconstruction reconstruction or do you think it's like do you think it's inevitable i think it's both inevitable and necessary so i think it's necessary because we all need to reach a point where we decide for ourselves what are we fighting for what are we what like what do we want to get out of life and how are we going to walk through life with like we all walk through life with a lens and so what lens are we walking around the world with and so we all need to i think we'll all we will all eventually reach a point where we decide where we kind of hit a point where like okay so this is what i'm fighting for and those moments i think continuously happen throughout life some moments are just like bigger like for Rhett and link and some moments are just like smaller and so constantly we're reevaluate reevaluating our lives and reevaluating what we believe in and what we're fighting for and what aspects do you think are important as you look forward then imagining that it's inevitable and necessary to go through some form of deconstruction and reconstruction what aspects are important to kind of establish to kind of go through it in a healthy way um i think being curious i don't know i don't have all the answers but i think I have words. So I think just the idea of being like curious and just being able to be like, oh, okay. And just being able to talk about it with someone who has like a non-biased, just healthy opinion or not even opinion, just being able to talk about um, as you're deconstructing or reconstructing or both, inevitably both will happen. Just being able to like, talk about it with someone who isn't going to judge you and who's just going to empathize with you and just going to hear you and not like merge and like just become you but like just being able to be someone who can just talk to you and I think it's also just important to just be able to like process it in a healthy way by like just writing out your thoughts and writing out like especially writing out I don't know how different people like connect with god or connect internally with like their own thoughts but i found that just writing stuff out like the motion of writing is very helpful when you're trying to like think about these things thanks hannah (laughs) that's probably long enough maybe today yeah so um this is an important topic and uh to think about how does faith work in a in a society now where there's famous people publicly deconstructing and publicly reconstructing their faith. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you've enjoyed this. You've been tuning in this far. Yeah, thank uh, you so much for listening. And join us again as we talk about future topics. And if you have any questions for us, you can uh, DM us. That means direct mm-hmm. message. Oh my gosh. You can DM us on Instagram at Pods. I will say that again, P2, at P2CS pods on Instagram. And you can DM us any topics you would like us to talk about or thoughts that you have. Um, you can, what's the, what's the word again? Tag us. No, 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 not tag us. Um, you can leave us a rating in the oh, bottom that... of the, in the rating yeah, on the rating thing on the podcast. On <laughs> the rating thing. In Apple Podcasts, there's a little section. If you scroll down to the bottom of our podcast, you can 
leave us a review. We're hoping for a high number, but just be honest. We'll be secure and accept whatever you give us because, well, we can't change it. And also, it's your opinion and you're entitled to it. And we would just thank you for (laughs) putting your opinion up on the internet. And you can leave us some review words. Like, great, or keep going, Um, or here's a question, or uh, I actually think you need to do this a bit differently. Or just your thoughts on our podcast. So thank you so much for listening. And we hope that you'll stay tuned for another episode soon.